0: I want to emphasize that nothing is set in stone. Whatever you pick today is, that's what you do today. And you can pick something else tomorrow. It's going to be fine. Welcome to Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad, your cozy corner of the podcasting world, where numbers tell a story and bookkeeping blossoms into an adventure. My name is Rachel Barnett, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is for bookkeepers who enjoy authentic, unfiltered, and always encouraging friend to chalk shop with we will be discussing what it's like to own and operate a small bookkeeping business. In this episode, I want to talk about the pros and cons and things to think about when you're considering if you want to work for yourself or if you want to work for someone else. So really, the question is, do you branch out on your own or do you take a job somewhere? First, I want to say both are valid and nothing is set in stone. If you decide that you want to take a job somewhere, one of the pros of that is that you'll have a set schedule. If you don't, you need to rework how you're taking the job or what the expectations of the job are. You're going to have a set salary. When you work for yourself, you don't have a set schedule. You get to decide when you want to work, but sometimes you might feel tempted or obligated or something to work extra. I am a person who's away from my desk and at my desk on a regular basis. Overall, in the grand scheme of things, I am not a person who works a bajillion hours a week. I recognize that some people do, and that's a point of pride for them. For me, it's a point of pride that I don't work a bajillion hours. I don't ask it of my team, and I don't ask it of myself. But I do know because this is my business that there are things that I need to get done. I can't put it off on someone else. I can't push it off indefinitely. And there definitely are times when I've screwed around during the week or during the day, and that means that I do need to work on the weekend. I think this is more about my time management and less about business ownership versus employee. But it is important to point out that when you're an employee, you can often clock out, turn off the computer and not worry about things. You don't have to be the person who super duper worries about it. You're the person who has a big heart and wants to do a good job. Let's talk about the money. If you're self-employed, your money is unlimited. That's not really true, is it? The money that you can earn is definitely not limited in that you can charge whatever you want and you can bill however many hours you want and you can work however much you want, but it is limited in terms of the fact that you can't always be working. It's limited in that you don't just have an unlimited pipeline of clients. Just because you do a good job and you charge some number of dollars an hour doesn't mean that you're just going to have enough clients come in the door that you can always be going gangbusters. I worked with someone once that had a large office and he really felt like he could just fill up the back room with bookkeepers. It was very much a feel the dreams moment. If you build it, they will come. His theory was that he could essentially print money, that he could hang up his shingle, declare he had a bookkeeping business, fill up the back room with a bunch of bookkeepers and that magically it would just work itself out. I do believe that there are some people that that works out for them, and that's great. But I think it's kind of like multi-level marketing. There's a handful of people that have an amazing success story, and there's a lot more people that have a more reasonable and realistic business. So I don't think that it's reasonable to say, if you're self-employed, you can have unlimited money. I think it's reasonable to say, if you're self-employed, you definitely can work towards a number that you're comfortable with, but you also have to recognize that it comes with trade-offs. We can put in the pro con column for both the money. If you're working for someone, you can have a specific salary, something that you can count on, something reliable. If you're working for yourself, you have an opportunity to make more money because you can raise your rates, work more hours, take on different jobs. When you're self-employed, you have to go hustle to find those jobs in order for you to charge the clients to make the money. So it's a pro and a con. If you work for yourself, you get to decide who are you going to work with. You get to decide what are you going to offer as a service talked about this before, but what do you do? What do you want to do? Do you want to offer after the fact bookkeeping? Do you want to run payroll for people? Do you want to handle bill pay? Whatever those answers are, those are things you get to decide when you're self-employed. That's not to say that it wouldn't happen if you're an employee. You might be an employee at a firm that totally loves and respects you and says, what do you want to do? We have these opportunities. But that's not a guarantee. So if you're considering self-employed versus employee, there's a level of decision-making and autonomy that you either get or don't get, depending on what side you fall on. I've been very fortunate, I had a job not too long ago where I was an employee, but I did get to choose what I worked on, and I'm very happy for that. It didn't work out in the long run, and I'm sad about that because I think that we could have partnered up and done amazing things, but that happens. No big deal, not the end of the world. I do not know how common it is to find a job where you get to decide what you work on and you kind of get to dictate that. So I would put it probably in the pro-con. Pro, self-employed means you get to choose what you work on. Con, if you work for someone, you don't necessarily get to choose it. Speaking of working on stuff, When we think about the stuff that you work on, if you are working as an employee, in the pro column, I would say you get a really good chance to work with other people who think differently than you do on things you might have not had the opportunity to work on. So it's kind of a pro in a way, especially if you're a new bookkeeper and you really don't have your groove yet. One of the best things that I feel you can do is work underneath someone or alongside someone. The benefit of working with someone instead of just going out on your own is that you have a person to lean on. A person to review your work, a person to shadow you, a person you can shadow. If you're self-employed, that still exists. You can hire people like me or Becky Frampton of Prochera and say, hey, I've got this client. I need to lean on you. I need to show you the things. I want you to look and see what I'm doing. The difference between those two things is whether you pay money for help or whether you get paid money for the work you're doing. And at the same time, help is included. I would put education in the pro column for both. If you're self-employed, you get to decide what you want to learn. You can go to various conferences. You can go to CPA Academy. You can go to webinars offered by the SBA or SCORE office. You can go to events put on by your local small business development center. If you're working as part of a firm, there absolutely is going to be education, or at least should be. But you don't necessarily get to pick what it is you're going to learn. The firm is likely to suggest, here are the things you want to learn. I do want to say that's not always true. At my firm, my team has the ability to tell me what they want to learn and I'll just pay for it. It's to my benefit that my team enjoys working with me. And if they want to learn something that's even remotely related to business or whatever it is that they're doing, I will happily pay for it. They learn something that makes their job day work smoother, easier. They're going to be more productive and they're going to be happy. They learn something they enjoy learning and they didn't have to pay for it because I'll pay for it. That's awesome. If you were to take a job rather than being self-employed, one of the things you would get is the feeling of being part of a team. I've recorded a different podcast episode where I talked about finding your business sounding board. This is different than that. This is the people you can talk to and have water cooler talk. The chit chat about your weekend, talking about the weather, you know, all the things you would talk to someone about if you were part of a regular team and you weren't the boss and you weren't by yourself. It's different from the chit chat you would do with your friends throughout the day. Some of the reasons you might choose to be on your own is that you don't want to work under the direction of someone else. Maybe you don't want to grow someone else's brand. If you're a person like I am who puts a lot of effort into putting yourself out there, you might want to think about is this effort that I'm putting out helping a different business or is it helping me? It might be helping both and that's totally fine. But if you think about it and you identify that it's helping a different business, if your long-term goal is to grow your own brand for your own business, That's something to consider. A small but important consideration is vacation. I'm recording this podcast in the middle of January. It's currently zero degrees Fahrenheit where I live. I finally figured out how to get warm enough clothing, so I'm not freezing and it doesn't bother me like it used to. But I would be lying if I didn't think to myself, I wonder if Air Canada has any sales on flights going anywhere warm. Being self-employed means that you can just decide that you want to go on vacation. Maybe you take your laptop and work remotely, but you don't need to ask permission. You don't need to say, hey, is it okay if I go run and work from the beach? My hours will be slightly shifted, but I'll still be paying attention to email. So let me recap some pros of working for yourself is autonomy, freedom, flexibility. You have control over what you work on. By extension, you have control over your revenue to some extent. You don't really control whether or not people find you and have discovery calls and then hire you, but you have control over what you bid on and hopefully how much you follow up with those people. Pros for working for someone else or taking a job. If you're new and inexperienced, you can get a ton of experience right away. I guess it really depends a lot on who you're working with and if that person has the capacity, bandwidth, and desire to mentor you and help you grow. Other things include stuff like job security. You absolutely can get laid off, but if someone's going to hire you, they've ideally put a lot of thought into it before hiring you. You have better work-life balance unless you're really, really good at putting systems and boundaries in a place when you're self-employed. You get to have water cooler talk. When you're a coworker with someone, you're treated much differently than when you're the boss. Even if you chit chat with your friends who are also self-employed and working alone, it's not quite the same as having a structured environment with your coworkers where you can chit chat throughout the day. Cons for owning your own business? One of the biggest cons for me, at least, of owning my own business is the emotional highs and lows. There's going to be times that you're on top of the world and everybody is contacting you and wanting to get bids and proposals and people are hiring you and if you have a team hiring your team. And then there's other times where the phone doesn't ring and you wonder, is this it? Do none of my marketing efforts pay off? Is nobody going to find me? Does my Google listing still work? Aside from that, it's going to be stuff like right now, I've got enough work to do. Everything is pretty steady. Followed by, oh, those people that I was asking them to send their stuff, they finally sent it in. But it's not just one person, it's multiple people. So now you have a, a good flow for your regular work. And you have a bunch of extra work that got dumped on you. You feel an obligation to make sure to squeeze that in because they asked for it a long time ago, but then of course they didn't send their documents. So now your work-life balance is out the window. You feel guilty the stuff isn't done yet, even though it's not your fault because the client sent it to you way later than what you'd asked for it. You put pressure on yourself. Maybe the client puts pressure on you too, but until you get really good at your boundaries, you put pressure on yourself. So I'm going to put the emotional roller coaster is a con. I'll wrap up with a couple of cons about working for someone else. You may not have any control over what you do with your day. That's going to entirely depend on who you work with. You might end up with someone you totally click with, everything could be super great, together you guys decide what you do with your day, or even better, they just give you control and say, here are the things that need to get done, please let me know if you need help getting the things done, otherwise I will assume you can just manage your day and get the things done. Another consideration could be that you might end up working with someone who expects you to go to an office. That's a whole pile of fun right there, if I'm expected to go to an office. It means that I need to set an alarm as opposed to just getting up whenever the moon strikes me. It means that I need to dress work appropriate. Sometimes I'm wearing sweatpants and a nice shirt over here. Certainly couldn't do that at an office. It means that I have to go outside even on days that are zero degrees Fahrenheit when I think to myself, why would I do this? That looks cold out there. Probably my number one reason for not taking a job job is that I don't want to work with clients or coworkers that I don't enjoy. I'm okay if I feel neutral about them. I really, really don't like it when we're not a good personality fit and I dread interact acting with that person or those people. Being self-employed means that I don't ever have to do that. In our firm, Megan and I have made an agreement. We really try to find the best and the most positive in everyone we work with. We look for opportunities to find reasons to think that our clients are the best, coolest, most amazing people. When we realize that we're wrong, when we find clients that are not a good fit for our personality, we've agreed that it's okay to set them free. I've been a bookkeeper and I've been using QuickBooks since the mid-90s. During that time, I've kind of had the gamut of jobs. I started working in my parents' office when I was a teenager. I then moved out, moved states, took a job as a bookkeeper and an office manager, provided bookkeeping services on a freelance basis to a handful of businesses, moved again, different state. I ended up working at a bookkeeping office run and managed by two CPAs. My time spent in the bookkeeping office with the CPAs was amazing. You know that saying that you don't know what you don't know? That was definitely me. I stuck to the things that I knew and was comfortable with, but I grew so much. Working at that office gave me the safety net to work with other people, the experience to learn and do bookkeeping for other industries, and the feeling of camaraderie because I had coworkers. We were all in it together. I left that office in 2012 and I'm still in touch with most of the people that I worked with there. I feel like I did a good job and I was able to contribute and help the business owner kind of find their groove. It was a small business when I started. So as more team members came on, we went through the growing pains of everyone kind of figuring out how do we communicate and how do we best work together and just all those things. I feel like personally, I grew and learned a lot. My approach to running my business is very much a product of what I saw when I worked as an employee at other people's firms. I'm thankful for those opportunities. It's hard for me to know what it would be like for a new bookkeeper starting out today. A new bookkeeper starting today can go through any variety of bookkeeping crash courses. They will get a foundation of accounting knowledge. They'll get some exercise or practice working on simulated clients. They'll get the chance to become certified in QuickBooks. They'll be part of a group of students that are all in the same boat. So they'll have people around them that know what their experience is like and know where they're coming from when they're uncertain and stressed and feeling insecure. I think that's amazing. I think there's huge value in that. I think even with all this amazing knowledge and prep and support, I think that there's huge value in working with someone before starting your own firm. I also feel like starting your own firm doesn't have to be for everybody. I started my firm by accident. Primarily bookkeeping was supposed to be just temporary. I had a job lined up at an insurance office. It was going to be amazing. It didn't pan out. When I sold primarily bookkeeping, I applied for a couple of jobs. I didn't get them. So then I started Gentle Frog. But if at any point along the way before I got to where I'm at now, if somebody had said, hey, Rachel, we have a job we thank you and love. We'll pay you fairly to do the job. We'll give you some autonomy. We'll give you the support you need. We'll provide enough structure so you don't feel like you're just out there floating in the wind. I might have taken it. When I moved to Canada, I took a job at a bookkeeping firm up here. The owner and I worked out a complicated system for me to continue to have General Frog up and running, but also to work with his firm. If that had gone a different direction, I would still be there. We'd probably be business partners at this point. When I talk about my passion for being self employed, it's because I've grown into it. I've grown to love it. For people that are brand new to the industry, even those who have gone through some sort of bookkeeping crash course, I really strongly believe that they're going to get a tremendous amount of value and benefit by having support and working with someone. That someone could be, you hire someone like me to sit alongside with you, mentor, hold your hand, help you, whatever the case is. If I'm not the right fit, then you hire Becky from Pachira. If Becky's not the right fit, then you ask around and you just say, here's what I'm looking for. I want to be self-employed. I don't want to have a job. I know I need to have someone help me with X, Y, and Z. Who do you know? Who do you recommend? Where do you go? I had a conversation with a friend of mine recently about what happens if you are self-employed and then later you go take a job. One of the things that I thought was interesting about this was that the friend said, if they decide that they're going to take a job, that it's not a failure of their business. It's not a failure of them personally. It's just them adapting, changing, following opportunities that come up. And I like that a lot. This whole podcast has been about, you know, here's some stuff to think about for if you have a job and here's some stuff to think about if you want to be self-employed. But I want to emphasize that nothing is set in stone. Whatever you pick today is, that's what you do today. And you can pick something else tomorrow. It's going to be fine. I also want to emphasize that it's not that one is better and one is worse. Things are just whatever they are. Whatever makes the most sense for you based on the opportunities presented to you, that's the thing that's most ideal. I'm curious as you listen to this, for those of you who are in business, how did you get started? Did you work underneath someone? Did you take a crash course? Did you do a combination of both of those things? Or did you just go out on your own and say, here I am world, I'm ready to do the thing. For people who are employed and they're not a self-employed bookkeeper, how did you get there? And did I miss any pros or cons that people should think about? The Facebook group is a public group, which means that the things that we type in the group are going to be visible and searchable on Facebook. If you're a person who has a job or a business and you don't like your job or your business, please don't say that in the group. I don't want somebody to stumble across it and take it the wrong way. I do want to hear from you though. I'd love to know what resources you love and what things you would recommend to other people. If there are topics you'd like to hear me cover, please don't hesitate to let me know. As a reminder, I have a second podcast, Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Landing Pad. In that podcast, I interview everyday bookkeepers about what they do and how they got there and really anything else they want to say. The purpose of that is for us to feel a little bit less alone on our bookkeeping islands. And also to put it on YouTube so that anybody who might happen to glance at my channel could review these bookkeeper interviews and maybe possibly find the bookkeeper of their dreams. At the very least, it's a chance for me to entertain myself. I work from home, and so this is my social interaction. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you.